Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and I am the best police commissioner this here city ever saw. It's me, Michael, and joining me is the world's greatest detective, Adrian. Where are the games going? And an insane clown called Matt. Welcome to the party, bats! You just wanted to be Mark Hamill, didn't you? Yes. I'm pretty sure that clips to high heaven as well, I'm sorry. I won't fix it in post. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed from the title of this week's episode, or by our clever intros, we have been playing Batman Arkham Asylum, the game that kicked off a, now I would say, a legendary trilogy in gaming. Yeah, definitely. It was very short. That's the first thing I want to say. <laughs> I finished this, like... One week into the month. We give ourselves a month to play these games because these are some, we're doing 12 of the biggest games this year. This was a big game, but it's very short. Big in the industry, but short in uh, in design. And I think that suits it well, at least for the, you know, the first of this series. Uh, just before we get dive too deep into it, we'll just preface that... Uh, we're going to keep this one short and we're going to try and keep it as uh, quick as possible just because one of us is on tethered phone data. So we're doing our best here to get it out to you regardless. I'm in isolation. He got 14 different kinds of coronavirus. He ate a bat straight up. It was weird. Did you hear that Robert Pattinson has COVID? So the bat has the bat. <laughs> so topical. It all comes together. But. So the game being short, uh, we like to start off these pods by talking about how they suit a busy gamer, and it being short is mwah, excellent. It's so good. I um I played on the hardest difficulty just because I wanted something different. I've played it before, and even then it still took... I, I still got it done in like two weeks. Uh, so lengthwise, I think it is very much... I think we can just come out and say like, definitely for a busy gamer. Um, oh, yeah. Good saving, good like, uh, yeah. The missions, like the, the the little scenes, are short, and uh, the whole game overall is. I feel like it's short but wide. Like it does have a lot of extra stuff you can do if you wanted. Like I finished the story and f- went a little bit out of my way to find collectibles, and I still only came to sixty six percent. So there's still like a third more of the game to explore there. And they do have those challenges as well. So. There's that too. So it is very, like, it's as wide as you want it to be. I think the other good thing about it being short, um, like, completion-wise, has really allowed Rocksteady in this first one to, like, fully flesh out the setting. Like, Arkham Asylum deserves its name in the title because they've made sort of each place very memorable... They've dived, like, deep into the, like, comic book lore and really, like, it's, like, I just feel like it's a really well-designed island when you consider, say, the films never really touch on Arkham Asylum. It's only ever sort of mentioned in passing where you might visit, like, a room, but this is interesting to that. You get to, like, learn the history as you play. You get to see where different inmates are kept, where the supervillains are kept. And so it's just 
you're kind of getting uh, you're getting sort of like bonus experience as you go because each area is like telling a little story. And along that vein, I do like that it just starts in the in the asylum. Like the whole series, obviously expands into the city and beyond. But just it being set, it's such a genius idea for a Batman game where it's just set in the asylum. They're already all locked up. You know, Batman's almost done what he's always wanted to do, which is get everyone in <laughs> locked up. But yeah, it's a really good way to. It's out like it's probably better than any of the movies, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're on it because all of the enemies are already set up like that's actually what i was thinking about uh like the new batman film versus uh batfleck one of the things i mean there's only a few things you can really like about batfleck because it's two films and i mean can you call justice league a movie but anyway um is that it was already established it's not the origin story that we've seen a million times. And it's a good origin story, but it was so good to just be like, you're in the asylum. You already know all these guys. If you don't know these guys, there's enough, like, you have those um, interview tapes mm. with the psychologist. So it's like, if you're like, I have no idea who the Riddler is. I've never heard of that guy before. What does he do, riddles? Oh, yes, he does. Okay. Uh, oh, and he's a serial killer Riddler guy. Okay, yep, cool. Like, it's... It's very, it's condensed perfectly, I reckon. How do you feel about how it plays out? Do you think it's, because it is a bit Castlevania-y in its design and how you go from place to place. Is that suitable? Does that like work well with the busy gamer sort of aesthetic? I thought it was good, but the only thing is I feel like if you've played it before, you don't have, like normally it's like in Super Metroid, like, if you play again, you're like, I know where that secret is. Whereas I feel like in this, it's like, it doesn't matter that you know exactly what to do. You're missing that tool. And so you don't get that kind of, I feel like more classic Metroidvania uh, advantage of knowing the layout. That's true. Your skill won't allow you to progress any faster because the the unlocks are on story beats. Yeah. That was a little frustrating for my, my completionist aspect where it's like, oh, there's a wall that I can't knock out yet, but I want to because I can see the, tro- the like the Riddler trophy behind it. Um, I wish it did. I mean, obviously, I'm about, to, I'm about to mention a game that came out last year, but I wish it did what um, Fallen Order did where it's like, if you can see... If you come across something that you don't have the tool for yet on the map, it has like a little black marker to be like, oh, yeah. you don't like, you can't do this yet. And it's, it's a good way to be like, oh, I come back later and also keep track of it. Because I, like I said, I wanted to try and 100% this, but I got to the, I finished the game and I was like, yeah, I, gotta, I don't remember where any of the things are. Like, I remember that there was a wall that I didn't knock out because you had to get the triple pulley thing. Um, and I'm like, I remember seeing a few of those around. I'm like, I don't remember where they are. And I... Kind of can't be bothered. I don't know if it's just on the PS4, because I was playing on the PS4, um, Return to Arkham, um, but there's Riddler Maps, which actually has it, like, yeah, it marks yeah. on the map. So That's I don't true. know if that was on the original. Yeah, yeah it, it is on the original. So then, Adrian, you're just lazy. Just open the map, okay? No. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest, I forgot I, about those. <laughs> but, no, but, but the they're not is, exact, you're, you're right. like, <clears throat> which I guess is the point. 
Oh yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, they just float around. Uh, they were like two I've, floating I've, next to each other. You're like, what? Yeah, uh, and then also the question marks that you need to match up with the environment, and you're like, is this a piece oh, yeah. of the question mark, or is this just a weird texture that's lost its way? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we're all ready to say that this is a game for busy gamer. That's yeah. the grind. Yeah. What grind? There's no grind because you put it down and you start playing Arkham City. Well, let's move swiftly then into our inventory management and uh, our next game. We ended up coming to a decision, didn't we, on how we're going to swap things around given that Cyberpunk has uh, messed with us again. We definitely did come to a decision, but I can't remember which one that decision was. We were Uh, swapping Dragon Age with something, but I can't remember what that something (laughs) was. I believe we're playing Dragon Age next because it's a big grind and we want to get the big grind out of the way. Let me check the Facebook page. Does that sound right? I don't know that we put it on Facebook. Then what are we doing in October? Because we don't want to go big RPG into big RPG. No, No, that was what we were trying to avoid. Yeah, so we've got got Bioshock, Crash 3, uh, Dragon Age, and Cyberpunk. They're all in the running here. Cyberpunk's last. No, I think what we're doing is we're swapping just Cyberpunk and Dragon Age, aren't we? Someone else should go and listen back. Cyberpunk is last. Cyberpunk is December, and Dragon Age is not November. (laughs) It's like a riddle. We're already playing. We've been playing too much Batman. (laughs) We've got to go into detective mode and figure it out. I think we just swapped the two big RPGs, which is Cyberpunk and Dragon Age, because then we're not bumping two big uh, RPGs next to each other. So next up is still Bioshock. Okay, that's good. Will the circle be unbroken? That's not the right Bioshock. Anyway, (laughs) but speaking of that Facebook that we're not very good at taking care of, uh, give us a reason to take care of it and follow us there. Damn, that's smooth. Smooth like the pow and the tham and then the the jolt and all those other bad sound effects from the Batman show. uh, Bow! Yeah, exactly. and then, of course, make sure, like, that's the place to go. If you want to say, no, 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 you got to play Dragon Age at this point in time. That's where you want to go. And if you want to, you know, really make sure we do exactly what you tell us. Kind of like a Joker holding Commissioner Gordon hostage. You want, to, you want Batman to do the exact thing? Then you just rate us five stars, baby. That's how we'll do anything. We each need to we'll take do anything for stars. specifically for Dragon Age Origins. We each need to take a different race and a different and a different class. I'll say as well. <clears throat> I because it does I've, impact the game. Yeah, quite vastly as well. Um, I have started the game. We should probably talk about it closer to it, but I've started the game before as dwarf, so I might try something else. <gasps> Same. Okay, Michael, you're a dwarf. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I think that's one I haven't I haven't done the dwarf origin. Oh, so suitable then. I'm down. Uh, uh, Bioshock only has one starting option and it's uh, a lighthouse. Uh, yeah, and I mean technically, yeah, Bioshock Infinite has the exact same starting option, so it's beautiful. Uh, no qualms here. I have recently played Bioshock like, oh god, I'm trying to gauge it based on Corona. <laughs> it might have been pre-corona. How scared you were. 
Um, so I'm gonna pop it open again, and this time I'm I'm gonna play on the hardest difficulty again and try and like Ooh. do it. Absolute mad lad. Ah, oh, just absolutely insane. I'm gonna play on the easiest because I've tried to play it a few times and it scares me. I don't know why. I play Alien Isolation. I play Resident Evil. I don't know why. Bioshock is scary. Okay. It is. I agree. Bioshock One is one of the most tense sort of games that I've played. I'm allergic to bees, so not only am I being attacked by people, but then now, like, wasps are coming out of my hands. This isn't good for me, okay? This is I don't want to be here. I don't want to be underwater. Unintended. Anyway, let's let's move back onto... I'm talking about my fears. Well, I mean, there's only one thing that everybody in Gotham fears, and that's Batman. I like that. You could have gone with the scarecrow. There were many ways to go there. It was a good segue. Well, it's kind of like I feel like even Batman doesn't fear scarecrow. Like, if anything, especially it's in the comics, the Batman's like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to see my parents die again, man. Can you? I'm busy here. The Joker's actually doing important stuff. Um. <laughs> speaking of the, speaking of scarecrow, though, his little segments really cool. Nice breakup of uh, the gameplay loop. Oh, he killed me more than uh, Joker did. Like, <laughs> because of just how, like, I don't know, I guess I got cocky and it was just like, whoop, oh, he got me. I'm now needled. I'm not sure. Now, here's the thing with the Joker, because you brought it up. Are we okay to ju- I think we can jump right to the end. It's not too bad. Uh, the Joker doesn't kill you. He just has guys fight for you. The uh, bosses in this game are few and far between and very repetitive. Like, it's the big guys and then two of the big guys and then two of the big guys with some small guys and then a a big guy and some small guys in a small room. Like, I don't know. And then I guess what? Like, um, what's her name? Poison Ivy was cool. Oh, Uh, she missed me about too. I remember getting so frustrated. I was playing my wife watching me and I'm just like, can't get the damn... Energy, why why do flowers make energy balls? It doesn't so make simple. any sense. It's such a it's basically a Zelda boss, and I was like, why am I dying on what is essentially yeah. a Zelda boss? I think that's uh, someone put um, in the grind notes, but we didn't bring it up in the grind. Is Batman moves a little derpy, and all oh, yeah. of my all of my gripes with the combat Arkham City fixes. I recently, I don't know if I did it on podcast or just you guys, but like I made the statement that um, Jedi Fallen Order is like a perfect example of an 8 out of 10 game. And I think Arkham Asylum is another example where it's like they did so much right, they just need to polish off a little bit of the combat and add a little bit more and you got yourself a 10 out of 10. And from, I haven't played City in a while, but from what I remember, City, mwah. And you guys can tell me about that, all about that. That's the thing. It's is the first one and at the time the only game that sort of played like this in my mind was assassin's creed yeah and it was trying to build on that where it's like a strike counter system uh involving like different weapons and so they've tried to build on that a bit but being the first one it it felt i remember playing at the time that it was kind of like wow this is good and then you learnt later through City and Night. It's like, oh, it can get better. That's nice. That's the thing. It's like you didn't know that there was better. 
at the time. It's it's like it's it's the equivalent of dating an okay girl and being like, yeah, it's okay. It's a bit like, but it's the best thing you've ever known. And then you find your future wife and you're like, oh, it gets better. And then you get divorced and that's Arkham Knight, which is still like nice, but it's not as good. <laughs> and then you get, but it has a nice car. And then you got a split. <laughs> yeah, it's got kids. a very good car. Damn, that's a very good car. And you get Suicide um, Squad or you get uh, Gotham Knights and you get a like, uh, they get to stay with me on weekends and the other ones stay with mum. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were making the analogy of you either go uh, Arkham Knights or Suicide Squad, which is either she kills you or you kill Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but how about this, Adrian? On Steam, Arkham Asylum, 10 out of 10. Arkham City, 10 out of 10. Arkham Knight. A few months ago, 10 out of 10. Now, 9 out of 10. I don't know what happened there, but I was I was researching because I wanted to know. Because it's like, when you compare games to the sequels like and stuff, it's, it's hard to rate things. Uh, but it's weird. It's like, if you count them all as they stood when they were released, I'm pretty sure they're all like 10 out of 10, which is crazy. Uh, I just don't think it's held up, like uh, in the sense that, like, go- going back now, playing on hard mode, the combat was fairly janky. And I've we've gone back and played Assassin's Creed, and I don't remember that being janky. Were you and, just, and it's not to say that it's bad combat; it's pretty good. It's just, um, yeah, there's like there was moments where it's like, all right, this guy's about to, play. especially on hard mode, right? You don't have the the, the visual notifier of the counter. But it's like, all right, this guy is winding up for a swing. You press the counter button and then he hits you anyway. And you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. And in hard mode, that's brutal. Like you die in like four punches. So having one punch where I'm like, I pressed the button. I pressed that yeah. Y button. I pressed that uh, button. And it, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't go off. It's frustrating. So like, it's the small gripes. That's why I'm like perfect eight out of ten. Where it's like it's eighty percent there, you know, which is probably like what a B plus. So it's like just add that little bit more, just tweak a few things, and then you got you got yourself city, which everyone can agree is exceptional. See, to me, it's like comparing Alien and Aliens, where it's like. Which, oh, okay, Matt, uh, how do you rate the first one? Oh, 10 out of 10. How do you rate the second one? Oh, 10 out of 10. Okay, which one's better? And I'm like, I, I, I can't, one's a horror, one's an action. How do I, how am I supposed to uh, quantify this? Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, that's what I'm like. And it's uh, true in that, like, Arkham Asylum is a little bit Metroidvania. It's a little bit contained. It's similar to sort of other superhero games. But then Arkham City started like a new genre of like superhero game, you know, which eventually went on to set up Spider-Man through Insomniac. Like they've drawn heavily from Arkham City and what Rocksteady did there. And we like, we love that. But yeah, it's, it's like the Alien and Aliens. It's like they're almost two different games. But even yeah. heaps of other games like Prototype and um, like Second uh, Infamous and stuff like that, like superpower themed games, seem to have taken a lot from 
what, at least what Arkham City did, which again is an expansion of Arkham Asylum. Um, it's just I I don't know. It's hard to. It's just perfect, and I'm like looking at the time, and we're on limited time, and I'm like, I don't have an hour and a half to explain my feelings because I played City and then Night, and I didn't finish Night like I wanted to because. Um, coming straight off of Asylum and City, uh, the controls were different. Like, um, so like my reflexes were all off. Uh, but it, it's like, I feel like Arkham Knight will now be my. It, it'll be like The Witcher Three. It's like if I want to play a game, that's going to be one of my go tos. Uh, where do we place Arkham Origins and all this? <laughs> Uh, did not finish. That's that's what I'm placing it as, which is f- silly because I didn't finish Arkham Knight. But uh, I put it as DNF because it's more like did not qualify. Like NA, it's, not applicable. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's good from what I've heard and the very limited amount I've played. It's like if you liked Arkham City but you didn't like thinking too much, uh, then <laughs> it was the game for you. So sort of mentioning. Sort of going back on, you said something earlier, Adrian, in regards to in regards to Arkham Asylum and how it builds into City. That actually that stops you from playing Origins chronologically. Why is that? Because Origins is off the back of City, and oh, okay, right. And so when you land in asylum after playing like that game it's a it's a big step backwards in terms of like mechanics and movement and so i feel like if you want to play the series you have to start here then it's up to you you can either go flashback to origins or onto city and then origins and then finish with night you can't unfortunately you can't start with origins even though i think it's actually like from memory it's a it's a fine story you have like a young, sort of angry Batman encountering villains for the first time. It's got a pretty good lineup from memory of the villains, a lot of which are missing in Asylum. That's one knock on it, that there are some big-name villains that you could tell they already were planning City and they've held off on, like, Mr. Freeze and Penguin. And, like, Bane is used very short and very quickly. Mm. Um and so, like, there's a lot of villains in Origins, which might be seen as, like, a little bit of, like, padding because of its faults. They can at least go, oh, but look, we got, like, Black Mask and we got uh, Killer Croc, like, but not in an underwater, like, Heidi section. I do think that overall, though, it's the perfect Batman universe. And I think the way it's presented lends itself to that more like the fact that it's almost all of them already captured like it's like i said batman's already basically he's on the verge of completing you know ticking every box putting them all in a cell and like hanging up his gloves that's the way i see it anyway yeah no i i agree with you and i think here's another thing because i've been playing uh marvel's avengers i feel like with marvel's avengers if you're not already reading Ms. Marvel, the Avengers, the comics, or you haven't watched all of the films, like, you're not going to get as much out of it. 
Whereas I feel like everybody vaguely knows Batman. Like, everybody kind of, yeah, like, the Batmobile broke its wheel and the Joker got away. Like, everybody knows that information upon birth. And so you, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll give this a crack. And then you get drawn into the world and you're like, you know what? I really like this. I'm going to, I played, uh, I played Asylum, played City. Who's this, uh, Red Hood guy? I'm going to read that comic. Holy crap. This is the best, uh, graphic novel literature in years. Like. Didn't work so, for me. Didn't do that for me. Yeah, but you didn't play City straight afterwards like me. You gotta, like I've, uh. I've played after, all three though. Yeah, but not back to back to back, baby. Well, okay. Well, maybe that implies that it's not necessarily as enticing as you would say. Look, I'm just... Uh, You're really into it. Yeah, but it's like it pulled me into it, not the other way around. Like, before this month, I hadn't honestly read any, like, Batman comics. I just knew about them and, like, read about them. Uh, whereas now I've read uh, Year One, The Long Halloween. Um, I read the Red Hood one. And it's like, it's so good. And it's all because Arkham Asylum had it already built up. Why is it the perfect universe for you, Michael? I think it's the perfect universe because Rocksteady went and cherry-picked sort of like the the universal truths of a of a character where there's where there's so much history and there's so many movies and and obviously they they are leaning on the animated series using Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill um, mm. which they obviously see as like the first people to do that to really sort of solidify what are the what are the essentials of Batman and of villains backstories like they Look at like Harley Quinn through the tapes. Her actually developing her, I think it's like Florence Nightingale syndrome, where you fall in love with your patients. Um, and in City, the Mister Freeze that they've got there is, you know, he's not your he's not your fifties Batman, Mister Freeze, and he's not your Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze. Um, he's this sort of. Is sort of the animated series Mr. Freeze, but maybe with a bit more of the high tech of the Batman and Robin film Mr. Freeze. Like, they bring everything together. And it just kind of, like, it just works. There's nothing about it that I I don't like or I go like, ah, that's not canon, or ah, I disagree with that. Because even if it's not strictly canon, they've picked the best version. So you're saying every sort of character in this game, Arkham Asylum, is the best incarnation of that version of the character. Yeah. Which is a complicated way of saying, is this the best version of any character, of every character? So, like, it's the best Poison Ivy you've seen. It's the best Batman, the best Joker across the movies, across the games, maybe even the comics. Yeah, I think because it's... Because they've obviously... They've recognised that there's so much to draw from. You know, you don't have to have... I'm not sure. Had Dark Knight come out by this point? Had we had, like, Heath Ledger Joker? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know the timeline. Yeah, so then based on what um, they I'm have, you've got, it. like, you've got your Mark Hamill Joker from the animated series, you've got your Jack Nicholson from 89, and you've got your... Uh, who is it? Like, 
Julia Romero. Yeah, yeah. Something from, like <laughs> and as well as the comics. And they've like they've settled on the best one, except for the boss fight at the end. I feel that that doesn't line up. Yeah, it doesn't really line up. I like that the Joker has sort of done that to himself, but a Batman game shouldn't really end in a fight with the Joker. Uh, because that just, See, I reckon City did it perfectly. It's too gamey. It... And yeah. yeah. It was. It was. It, it was like... I don't think the Joker loves press so much that he gets distracted by like the news helicopters like the joker does like i'd say he does some things for attention but he wouldn't choose attention over actually winning the game he's playing that part it it fell apart there yeah because his mo is to get batman's attention and when he's toe-to-toe in the same room with batman he is fixated on him and, like, nothing else. And so, yeah, that is a bit weird. When he wants to broadcast things, he just, like, kidnaps a film crew and, like, ties them to a chair and makes them film him. He, w- he won't care about but a without, by. without that terrible character assassination, we wouldn't have Arkham City. So I feel like that's a good trade to me. Uh, what hand did you guys get at the end? Scarecrow. I think I got Bane. I, I think I That's always perfect. get Scarecrow, and I don't know why. I got Killer Croc. We guys got like the perfect trilogy oh right my here. God. Oh my god! I remember playing as like when it came out in two thousand nine, and they were like, "Oh, I heard like it's the one like the the the, the game can detect like through your like." button presses if you're scared because like you press buttons more radically and the one that you're the most scared of that's the hand like that's the kind of stuff that i heard as a kid or like and then <laughs> and i'm like oh i wonder what it is like surely they figured it out by now uh google it oh, i was a random number generator between one and three <laughs> yeah that's kind of disappointing it would be cool if there was it was a, like a maybe a percentage based secret or something but yeah it's not a huge deal. And which one's the canon one, though? Um, I would say probably Scarecrow because I'm of Arkham Knight. I'm assuming it would be Scarecrow Scarecrow the big because villain. of the events of Arkham Knight. Okay. That's not... He didn't ignore me, ladies and gentlemen. There's, again, that we've got the lag. <laughs> um, I think... Are we ready to give it the final rating? Yeah, sure. I mean... If we're not all going to say make time to grind. Hello? Like, I've said it before about other games, and this is... We need to do our own version, but 100 games you need to play before you die, I think... Uh, if it's one of a series, it's not this one. But if it's, like, you know, this trilogy, then Arkham Asylum is on it. Well, see, I've uh, I've made the album cover up for this episode already, and I've already put the uh, Busy Boy Certified Award on it that's where i stand that's how confident i am no absolutely like both this and city uh but the thing is is that this isn't an episode about city Uh, i mean essentially it is but uh yeah that's that's where i stand 
I think this gets a Busy Boy Award. Michael, what do you think? I think it suits a busy gamer really well. I think it's it's strangely unique in that I don't think it stands alone anymore. And I think that's why I played City straight after because I felt, now knowing they exist, I felt dissatisfied with this being so short and I, and and City doing so much more with it. And you could technically even sort of end it at the end of City and you don't need Arkham Knight. This game doesn't really stand alone anymore. And that's kind of weird. You need to play it if you're a busy gamer, if you just love video games. You need to play this one because you can't start with any of the other ones. But it has to go almost hand in hand with City. See, I think, like... Yeah, we, we probably should. Like, let's go through and vet all of our games and make a hundred games to play before you die. Uh, and then, like, both of these, they are tandem because I completed Asylum and City within the first fortnight, which is insane. Like, it took me, I think, until, like, the last night to finish The Last of Us 2. And so the fact that I could finish both of them and they're both so good in half the time. So that's uh, make time to grind all around then, is it? Again, it's a busy boy award for me, so. Well, there you go. That's what we've got now. That's, uh, That's our thoughts on Batman Arkham Asylum. Quickly before we wrap up, we've got a little bit of time, a little bit extra time. Uh, thoughts on the Gotham Knights and on Suicide Squad game? Um, very disappointed that Gotham Knights is only two player max. That's missed opportunity mm, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make any there's sense. There's four characters, like, <laughs> um, but I'm probably gonna be getting both. Yeah, I'm the same in that. I'll probably get both because Suicide Squad has been announced too early. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're not getting it until I think 2022. Oh, my God. And yeah, that's what they said. I feel like the reason they announced it is because Warner Brothers Montreal said, hey, like we're good to go with Gotham Knights. And there's obviously going to be questions. How are you guys doing? And I reckon Rocksteady said, oh, well, we can show you like a proof of concept. And they went, okay, cool, we'll announce at the same time. So that way, when the questions inevitably come up of, is this the Arkham universe? What are Rocksteady doing? Like, all the answers are there in front of us. Rockstar have just gone like, hey, we're just we're doing Suicide Squad. We'll tell you more later. Like, it's weird that they are kind of similar. You know, they're going to be both, like, multiplayer. Uh, moving away, like, from Batman, he's like... I would assume he's not in Suicide Squad. Even though it's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, I don't think Batman will appear because in the Rocksteady Arkham universe in which Suicide Squad is set, you have the events of Arkham Knight. And so I don't think he'll be there either. So no Batman for a while in gaming, just Batman-related things. Um, well, he's my... Uh, crackpot theory. Um, so in both, 
Well, so in Gotham Knights, he, he's set up that, to be dead, and in Suicide Squad, uh, if he's not set up to be uh, retired, he's um, like he's evil, right? But I think in both, around the end of Act Two. Uh, Batman will come out and it'll be like, what? What are you doing? And then they help you. Yeah, he helps you in both. Uh, in Gotham Knights, I reckon it's uh, he's going to be Court of Owls kind of situation where he's not actually dead. He was captured or something like that. Uh, and then in Kill the Suicide Squad, uh, <laughs> Kill the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, he's pretending to be under mind control, but really he's not because he's got contingencies for everything. I'm I'm pretty much off Gotham Knights simply because it's not for players. And the other thing is it's made by WB, not by um, Rocksteady, right? Yeah. I'm sure it looked really... Actually, I saw the gameplay of it. It looked really cool. But I don't know. As soon as it's not for players, yeah. Um, I'll let you two enjoy that one. And if it is good, then I'm sure I'll get around to it eventually. But Suicide Squad is for players. And all the characters look cool and it looks fun. And it's four players. So I'm looking forward to that. But like you said, 2022, a long time away. We, we can put it in the pod. We'll be able to put it in the pod by then. We'll have room. Yeah, 2022. I don't know what we'll do then. Because next year we're, we're 100% and it doesn't no. matter what it says. We're going no. to do the 12 worst games of all time. <laughs> no. Oh, we, here we come. Yeah. Superman 64. Here's the spoiler for every episode. Matt, what did you think? I don't know. I played an hour and stopped. <laughs> if you okay, well, play, okay. I'll, I'll play. The people can I'll tell tussle. us. Everyone who's listening, head over to our Facebook page or give us a review and tell us, 2021, do you want us to play the 12 worst games we can find that have been reviewed and, and exist? No, no, no. Would you accept? I require one individual per bad game. I won't do one person telling me 12 bad games. Okay, all right. I require at least one one five-star review per fi- per bad game. <laughs> We're bribing you. No, yeah, but, would you uh, accept, Matt, 12 games that are loved by someone? We've already played Deadly Premonition. What's an, what's an example? Yeah, so a good one would be something like, I guess, a Deadly Premonition or uh, say like, vampire the masquerade like where there are these dedicated fan bases but they're a little bit dicey they're not the best games in the world but they have very also like the cult following yeah almost like the 12 cult cult classics would you prefer that all right so i i require 12 cultists to leave me a (laughs) five-star review each okay that's what we're getting at here um, um, I have a, a disposition to want to replay Duke Nukem Forever, so I'm going to give myself a five-star review and demand that. Fair. I don't believe you have actually given us a five-star review yet, so that's you're an individual. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saving for the perfect time. And uh, if you've been listening and you've been waiting for the perfect time, it's right now. Make Matt play games you love but are... Uh, in, not quite loved and respected in the industry. Uh, but thank you for listening regardless. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matthew. And I've been Michael.
Nothing really to say here. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a. I was trying to think of a famous Batman quote, and the one that came to mind was like the. I only remember the end of what Heath Ledger says, where he's like, "All they need is a little push." Um. Uh. Man. Okay. So the line is, "Madness is like gravity. All you need is a little push." There we go. And now you say it in the voice. Madness is like gravity. All you need is a little push. <laughs> <laughs>